I don't know about you, but I often think about the things that God had said to me or he is saying about the matter. That's why I I encourage each and every one of you to always carry you a tablet or a journal so when God begin to reveal certain things to you, you can write it down. You can pretty much pin the date and time of what God had said to you about a certain situation or what he's um, telling you that he, what he has planned for your future. And, and even from the beginning of time when I go back, when I go back and I study the word of God, you know, we were created in God's image and in his likeness. And, and to know that God is a, is a master strategist. He, he already know. I mean, every time I think about that God already know what I have need of, I, I find myself getting emotion, emotional because oftentimes we have been bamboozled by the enemy because we tend to believe what the enemy is saying or we believe what we are experiencing and kind of like make it fine final. I want to come to you today to let you know that um, our our primary scripture is actually coming from Jeremiah um, 29 and 11 and the uh, Amplified Version says it this way, for I know the plans. Now, God has a plan for our life and and oftentimes, you know, when I was studying for my first master's degree, you know, they talked about the the five P's that we should incorporate um, in our life. It says um, prior planning prevents poor performance. So if you ever want to accomplish something or achieve something, it's the prior planning prevent poor performance well jeremiah 29 said that god for he know the plans that he have for us so we can rest assured that each and every one of us have purpose and the purpose comes oh god please hear me by the spirit of god the purpose come with god's plan for your life now, Jeremiah also said that God said that for he know the plans for us and the thoughts that he have for us. That's why we can think. That's why we plan. We plan and we think about things. And But God said it this way. For I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, said the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Well, I just don't believe that God put each and every one of us on this earth without a plan. Because he has a plan for us. And though we have plans, many of of us have plans because either it was either influenced by us seeing someone else doing something or there is a desire we talked about last year how desire is a strong 
force. It is a force that it will even make you do things that you thought you couldn't do because the desire is a force. It's, 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 it's a strong desire. It's almost like a lust that you will do whatever it takes to make it happen. Oh, just follow along with me. I'm going somewhere this morning with this. And oftentimes we find ourselves because we know God said something to us. That's why I, I often say whatever God has said to you, he hasn't changed his mind. Perhaps we got out of the rhythm of God's word because now our plan or God's plan, we plot to make, to help God out. (laughs) So if I had to title today's message, today's message would be don't hatch a plot to achieve God's plan for your life. I'm going to say that again. Don't hatch a plot to to achieve God's plan for your life. Well, you know, I love um, the Old Testament. Matter of fact, uh, my daughter and I, we're, we're reading the Bible for the year. We got this Bible app that is um, helping us read the Bible for the year and and they go from the Old Testament to the New Testament and to the Old Testament and and I would encourage you to to do that because the Bible can be a little confusing but it's a story to me I look at it because I'm a I'm a picturary person I I visualize everything and and as we were um studying um, Abraham life here in Genesis chapter 15 when you get a chance you go back and read it God told Abram that he was going to have a son follow along with me this morning that's God's plan for his life God said I'm going to make you a father of many nations but God is telling Abram this at a time where he's old and there was no, as my mom called it, soldier marching. <laughs> His soldiers had dried up. It became or it appeared to be a, a impossible, impossible situation. But, you know, my daughter and I, we were having conversation and I, and I said to my daughter, I said, normally because people tell the legacy of the history of the family. And if you go back and you study before Abraham from the fall of man of Adam, men before the flood were having children at a later time, 600, at, at, at age of 600, this one begot that one, and that one begot that one. So when we, after the flood, I begin to question, I said, God, before the flood, men was having babies at while they're 600 years old or 200 years old. So I'm, I'm painting a picture here. I'm thinking that 
perhaps Sarah forgot the older of the history or the storyline that God did at a time allow individuals to have babies at a later date. So I kind of got a little confused that why would she even laugh when the visitors came at the tent to say, to remind them second time, that was the second time that the Lord said that they were going to have a son. And even though she was old, I couldn't understand why they did not remember the God of Adam to know that back in that time before the flood that they had babies at a later time. However, from Genesis chapter 15, the plan that God spoke, he spoke purpose. He spoke plan. He said, I will make your father a mini nation and you shall have a child. We're somewhere along the line of chapter 15 to chapter 16, a, pl- a, a plot was hatched. <laughs> Sarah felt that because now that she's old in body, that perhaps God didn't mean what he said. Isn't it ironic that oftentimes when we know the voice of God, and at that moment when God said it, watch this, we believe it. Oh, we we glorify his name. We, we magnify his name. Nobody can take you off of what God has said. No, God said this. I believe it. God said it. I believe it. You be so adamant about it that nothing can take you off of that word that God said pertaining to you. Let's talk about if it don't happen within a year's time. Then we go from, oh, I believe God. Well, I guess God said it. Well, it didn't. I would have thought God would have had it done by this time. So you went from, I believe God to, "Mm, I guess God. I'm not certain if God said it. Then you go from guessing to, did I think God? You, You start thinking. Then all of a sudden, you you begin to plot. You believe that you got to help God out. Lord, help me. We don't need to hatch a plot to achieve God's plan. Because God already has a plan for our life. And purpose will prevail all the time. God will do whatever it takes to get the glory out of your life. Here, Sarai felt like she had a plot. She told her husband. Oftentimes, I say this to myself, Sarah couldn't be a real sister. I'm talking about Carpetone sister girl because we don't share people. But Sarai said to her husband, marry my 
slave, Hagar, and allow her, I'm paraphrasing, allow her to give you a seed because it's obvious. Even though you heard God, you know his voice. God said it. God told you what he was going to do. But she she plotted to help God out. Listen, whatever, this is a nugget. Whatever you compromise to keep, at the end, you'll lose. From the time they plotted until now, we have been in turmoil because of their action. Ishmael is now here. You can't kill Ishmael. Ishmael have a purpose. Oh my God. I need you to hear me today. Listen, God is the only God that can give life. So if you help God out and you bring life to it, God is the only one. Let me say that. God is the only one that can give life when it comes to a human being born into the earth. And only God is the one that can help us out of the mess that we got ourselves in because we we find ourselves plotting to achieve God's purpose. Oh my God. You can never plot to achieve God's purpose. The only way, watch this, glory to God. The only way we can achieve the purpose of God is walking in the woe. Walking in the willing and the obedience and everything we as the believer must do, we must do it by faith. That's why we call Abraham the father of faith. Yes, they messed up. Yeah, he went on a detour. But he got himself up and dusted off and moved forward. And he believed God. So I stopped by this morning to tell you that whatever God has said to you, he haven't changed his mind. We don't have to go, watch this. We don't have to go outside of the will of God. That's plotting. That is what they did. They hatched the plot to achieve God's purpose for their life. You and I as believers, we do not have to go outside of the will of God to be in the will of God. That's why many of us get in trouble because we feel as though we have to compromise. God is aware. And I don't know why from the humanistic side when we are confronted about certain things we feel that we have to lie. We don't have to lie. Even Sarah lied when the visitors said why did Sarah laugh when we said she should have a child. And guess what? They put a time stamp on it. They said by this time next year. God loves us so much that there are 
are times that he will let us know when it's going to come. But can you trust him if he doesn't? Can you believe God all the way to the fruition of it being manifested? We don't have to plot. God said you should have a house. You don't have to scheme. You don't have to go around and lie that you got X, Y, and Z to get it. You don't need to help God out. You only need to believe God and leave the details to him. How many of you have plotted to achieve what God said that already belongs to you? (laughs) Whatever we compromise to keep at the end, we'll lose. I'd rather walk away I found myself in certain relationships that I should not have. Feeling sorry or trying to help. I'd rather hurt you than to hurt God. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to turn. But everything that we do, it must be by faith. Don't hatch a plot. If God said it, you can take it all the way to the bank. All you need to do, James says, let patience. We have to learn to master patience. We got to allow patience to have a perfect work in us. I said last week that we need to learn how to water what God said. We water what God said by faith and worshiping him. God, you said. You said I should live and not die. God, you said that I'm the righteousness of Christ. God, you said that I have more than enough. And I thank you, Lord God. I worship you, God. See, God is looking for you to give him back his word. So he can perform what his word said. We never have to plot. As Evangelist Smith says. God has a plan. And the enemy has a plot. The plot to deceive you. The plot to get you outside of the will of God. The plot to have you to be disobedient to what God's word has said about you. And just because you go on a detour doesn't mean God can't bring it back for purpose. Remember, the enemy will always highlight our wrongdoing. So we can stay captive as a prisoner in our minds, in our thoughts. Don't hatch a plot to achieve God's plan. We don't. I'm going to say this again. We don't have to go outside of the will to be in the will of God. We just need to follow the leading of the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the Godhead that's in the earth realm today. Who are you following? 
We must be led by the Spirit of God. Not our emotions. Not even what we see. Perhaps you need to change the way you see it. So you can start confessing and talking kingdomly. Don't go outside of the wheel. Don't hatch a plot. God already has a plan for your life. And purpose will always prevail. Purpose will always prevail. God will take your mess and a message will come out of it. We all have gone through something. We all are ex-something. Ex-liars. Ex-murderers. God will take what you've been through to get the glory because you belong to him. Don't hatch a plot. God don't need you to help him to bring about purpose in your life. He just needs you to obey. Be willing and obedient. Can you trust God? Do we really trust God? Do we trust God when the tough get tougher? Can you put a praise on it? Can you close your mouth to the negative but open it to the positive by praising him and thanking him and worshiping him? Know how I know we sometimes don't believe God because we begin to doubt him. We begin, God, did you really say that? Or we begin to say, God, are you here? God, do you do you hear me? When we know he's there, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Let us stay in the will of God by walking in obedience to what he said and what he is saying. God is talking. Are you on the right channel to hear him? Perhaps your ears are clogged. Your ear gates need to become unclogged so you can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And God hasn't changed his mind pertaining you. Let us not hatch a plot to achieve God's purpose for our life. God's plan for our life. He already have a plan for our life. We just need to believe God and know that he is. In Jesus' name, amen.